0: Let us pray together. Lord of eternity, quieten our hearts, calm our souls, and speak to our complex lives through your word. And use my reflections, I pray, that we may become more faithful followers of Jesus. For his name's sake, amen. Amen. Last summer, uh, Francis and I uh, spent two days in New York, and whilst we were there, we heard on the news that about an internet streamer, Kai Sennett, who was 21 years old, he was an American, a social media influencer, who was causing quite a stir in the Big Apple while we were there. Using social media, Sennett had announced that he was going to be at Union Square at 3 o'clock to give away PlayStation consoles, computers, keyboards, headphones, and the like. By 3 o'clock, large crowds had gathered, which soon turned into an uncontrollable mob. People caused mayhem. They climbed on top of vehicles, they were on street signs, because they all wanted something that was being offered for free. There ended up being conflict between the mob and the 1,000 NYPD uh, police officers who had been sent to keep the peace. Eventually, 60 people were arrested, and the crowd was disbanded. Now, Senate's live-streamed publicity stunt got out of hand. Though he intended simply giving back to the community, as soon as people heard what was on offer, everybody flocked there, and he ended up being arrested for not having a permit for the gathering in the first place. And he later apologized publicly uh, that it had all gone wrong. It had to happen when the Mileses were in town, Um, but before you even suggest it, I wasn't part of the mob, uh, we stayed uh, away from there. I think this incident, though, actually helps us to understand our gospel reading. We can contrast Senate's uh, well intentioned but ill advised social media fueled catastrophe with Jesus' prayerful, selfless, and more considered actions. You see, Christ had learned lessons in the wilderness. He resisted temptation by turning to the scriptures, and he always obediently kept his focus. The Son of God didn't resort to gimmicks, or court publicity, or desire popularity. In humility, Jesus came to give and to serve, with sacrificial love, but also exercising great wisdom. His purpose was to seek and to save the lost. Now, early in Mark's Gospel, we read how people were astonished by his ministry, his authoritative teaching, his compassionate healing of the sick, including Simon's mother-in-law, and his power to cast out demons. (coughs) And we know because of that, Jesus could draw a crowd. And people followed him for all sorts of reasons, not always the right motives, but they followed him. And he must have been hugely tempted to be a people pleaser. But the Son of God listened to his Father. He was obedient in heart, mind and action. And as his ministry was gaining momentum, we read in verse 35, that morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up and he went to a solitary place where he prayed. I wonder how he... Felt at that time. Clearly, he was trying to balance active ministry and service with the discipline of being alone with God, something we all need to nurture. But he'd actually torn himself away, he was there, he was praying, and then Simon and his companions interrupted his quiet time. Being Christ, I guess his response would have been more gracious than mine might have been as he was trying to pray. Uh, Perhaps he said. Come on, guys. Look, I'm here for a reason. But, they said, everyone is searching for you. In one translation, it says, everyone is hunting for you. And if you think about it, Jesus was hunted throughout his ministry. In fact, pursued to his death, his crucifixion. Of course, a key sign of God's reign is healing and wholeness. But if Jesus healed everyone, he would have had his work cut out in Capernaum alone, running probably just a local healing mission. But he knew that there was more to be done. I wonder if Jesus thought, to quote the Kaiser chiefs, I predict a riot if I stay here. We don't know. But his response was unexpected. Rather than staying there and responding to the crowds, he says in verse 38, let us go somewhere else, to nearby villages, so that I can preach there also. That is why I have come. Yes, Jesus was to be an influencer, but he wasn't to be a self-seeking publicist. In humility and with divine wisdom, our Lord resisted popularity and exercised an inspiring ministry, but on his terms, without letting others set his agenda. Jesus' manifesto was spirit-given, and he must keep to it. Luke 4, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom to the captives, to the prisoners, and recovery of sight to the blind, to set the oppressed free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And that wasn't just for Capernaum. That was for the world and Jesus had a mission to accomplish he had to declare god's reign and he didn't he didn't fall to the temptation of not doing things his way in fact he even curbed the spread of information about his identity. Uh, Those who've studied theology will know all about the messianic secret in Mark's gospel, but it was as though he was trying to hush things down early in his ministry, forbidding even the evil spirits from declaring what they knew about him. His ministry had to be in his time and in his way, and as his father led him. Time for a confession. Always good for the soul. Post-pandemic, your superintendent, minister, and his team have been under a lot of pressure. There's been so much to be done and so many calls on our time. And with sincere hearts and motives, many people have had their ideas of what is most important. Uh, There's the temptation, therefore, for ministers to believe you can do all things that we can keep everybody happy, that others must be right, and that we must adapt to please expectations. But people-pleasing is not the Jesus way. Ministry, and in fact all Christian discipleship for every single one of us, needs to have its source in prayer in a solitary place, Where people seek the Lord and discern what the Lord's calling us to do and to be. I confess, this is the confession part. I lost it a bit yesterday. Uh, I was trying to be faithful to what was most important. And I'm also trying to get away for a break uh, this afternoon for a week. But someone has been asking me to do something for them. And it's a really worthy endeavor. And it's a great honor to have been asked, and I'd love to do it, but I just can't. It's their priority. It's currently not my priority. And this is the confession that I sent an email immediately that I regretted sending. And don't tell me you've never done it. (laughs) I uh, fired off the email. I was tired. I was upset. I sent it off, and I had to apologize afterwards. Uh, It wasn't a typically wise and gracious email from Mr. Miles, but I felt pressured to do something that was impossible, actually, for me to deliver, and it wasn't my priority. I regret the use of careless words and phrases, but I stand by my decision whether it was right or wrong. Sometimes, each one of us just has to be obedient to our own integrity to follow what the Lord is calling us to do and to be at a particular time and a particular place. If we're not true to our calling, we will never be fruitful. In fact, we will burn out. Now, my sin was letting tiredness get the better of me and uh, if you're listening to this message on the podcast um, it's not somebody anybody here knows Uh, I do ask your forgiveness and I hope one day we'll get to know each other Uh, and I did apologize and I meant it but the question is are we living our lives well whose terms are we living our lives on let's put it that way Of course, even when hounded by well-meaning folk, we must bear the fruit of the Spirit. That's where I went wrong. But if we don't keep our focus, we will lose our way. And that's where we head back to our epistle lesson, because here we have reinforcement of what we've just learned from Jesus. You see, Paul discusses the rights and freedoms of an apostle. He's seen the Lord... The risen Lord, it's changed his life, and he must respond to how he feels called. And he explains why he hadn't asked the Corinthians for any money or any other support. And he actually agrees that the Lord commanded that those who proclaim the gospel should get their living by the gospel. He understands that. He's not arguing with that. But for Paul, he said that right is one that I want to personally renounce. It might be true for others, and God bless them, but actually for me, because of the impact that the Lord has had on me, it's my choice not to receive from other people. Because I don't want to be a burden to people. And he believed the gospel should be free of charge. And so he wasn't comparing himself to others. He was just speaking, this is where I stand. This is my calling, and what I want to do. And he says, I I just feel compelled to preach the gospel. I can do no other. Woe is me, he says, if I preach not the gospel. So his reward wasn't wages. For him, it was the privilege of offering the gospel freely. And he says he was devoted to becoming a servant of people, whatever community they were a part of. Jews and Gentiles. And he won't let others dictate his terms. You see, people were saying, well, you know, this is their right, or this is their right, and you should do this, and you should do that. And Paul was saying, I come to be a servant of all. It's not about one or the other. I will do whatever it takes to preach the gospel. Even if it meant that I had to be outside of the law. That was quite a radical thing to say. But it actually was the Jesus way, wasn't it? There were times when Jesus went outside of the law. And the Corinthians were acting on their rights. They were trying to impose those rights on Paul. And Paul had theological and missional reasons for his behavior. It was to further the kingdom of God. That was his one aim. He didn't want to be knocked off of that. And so rather than insisting on his rights... He wouldn't allow any obstacles to prevent people meeting Jesus. In giving in in that way, he was also receiving back. Now, that won't be for everyone. But what Paul was doing, he was giving his personal testimony. This, for me, is what the Lord is saying to me. This is my priority, and I can't let anybody else distract me from it. Of course, we need to listen to other people. We might be wrong, (laughs) but Paul had a good, strong argument, and he was convinced. And so rather than insisting on his rights, uh, he carried on uh, doing what he wanted to do. So what's God saying to us? We have two passages with a very strong message here. Well, I believe Jesus was criticized throughout his ministry. He spent time with the wrong people. People didn't like it. He didn't always keep to the letter of the law. People didn't like it. He changed, challenged those who were in authority. And people didn't like that. He refused to judge those that others wanted judged. And he upset people at times because of what he did say. But Jesus always had grace, authority, and wisdom when he exercised it. He didn't let things get out of control, only in the end when he surrendered himself to the mob. If we are to be true disciples today, I believe these lessons teach us one thing, that we must retreat to our solitary places on a regular basis to actually seek the Lord what is Our agenda what should we be doing for him and let us in response be full of compassion and love let us admit our mistakes as I have done this morning when we get it wrong there's no shame to say we're wrong and we need to do better we need to be a slave for all for the gospel like Paul but not people-pleasers, not dancing to a tune that's not ours. Let us not burn out, but burn brightly for the gospel. If we care for our souls, we can love our neighbours as ourselves. So the gracious gift of the gospel is for all. In our way, may we, with integrity, be effective ambassadors for Christ wherever God takes us in our work, our families in our church, our communities, in our leisure but let us keep our integrity and let's be a people who call others to share with us life in all its fullness through personal repentance and faith may God Be gracious to us as we work out how to live that way. Amen. I'm going to sing a hymn that you won't recognize.